Passages. I'm Rachel Powell, and this is Passages Voice. Welcome to Passages Voice. My name is Josiah, and I'll be your host today. I'm here today with Scott Phillips, who serves as the Executive Director of Passages. Prior to joining Passages, Scott was the Midwest Outreach Director for APAC. And during his tenure with APAC, Scott organized both grassroots and grass tops coalitions within key Midwest congressional districts, speaking regularly on U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East, Israel security concerns, and the U.S.-Israel relationship. Scott lived for three years in Israel with his wife, Ashley, serving as the Christian travel brand manager for Da'at Educational Expeditions. And prior to living in Israel, he served as a staff pastor in a local church. Scott and Ashley also have two daughters and currently reside in Aurora, Illinois. Scott, thank you for joining us. We're so excited to hear from your thoughts on leadership. And can you start just by telling us a little bit about what you want to talk about and how this fits into the mission of Passages? Absolutely. Thanks, Josiah. It's uh, good to be with you here. Um, Yeah, really, our two goals at Passages are to strengthen Christian faith and identity and really introduce students to Israel. Um, Something else that certainly goes along with these two goals is leadership. Leadership is really sort of, you know, uh, weaved throughout uh, what we do here at Passages. Um, We're passionate about helping to equip the next generation of leaders. Um, We really want to see uh, all of our participants, um, all of all of those who are listening here that come through passages, um, we're just passionate about helping to equip you as the next generation of leaders. We want you to be successful in your careers, to fulfill your calling, your destiny, and to be really the leaders that we know you can be, and that will really ultimately affect our country and the world. Um, an important aspect of being a leader, of advancing life. Um, advancing in life toward your calling is really knowing how to get there and how, you know, to get to that place of leadership. So I'm excited to talk about all these things today. Awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. You have obviously a lot of responsibilities and you've had quite the journey to get yourself to this point where you're the executive director, the boss fan, if you will. (laughs) So we'd love to hear a little bit about your story, kind of how you got to this point and hopefully you can kind of uh, set the table for us and show us how you got here. Well, yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been, you know, obviously a lot of uh, trusting God, a lot of hard work, which is some things we're going to talk about a little later, I think, today. But, um, you know, a lot of things that just came together. Um, never really expected that I'd lead an organization. Never really, you know, wanted to be the executive. Never thought I'd be the executive director of an organization growing up. I didn't even know what that meant really growing up. Um, but really, I, it starts when I came to faith at a young age. Um, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, my, my mom taught me about Israel. She taught me about the importance uh, of, of Israel, both in the Bible and, and also taught me about, you know, the fact that, oh my gosh, there's, you know, Jewish people living today. Um, there's an actual modern Israel too out there. And so that was always very interested in, I think, the Jewish roots of Christianity, just knowing that there was something deeper and um, something that, that gave us a root system as Christians. That was always interesting to me. I was always, at, you know, at age five, I would ask my mom, I'd say, uh, you know, can we go to Israel? Can we go to Jerusalem? Cause she would tell me about it. We would listen to songs that had that in it. Obviously in the Bible, I, re- I heard stories that talked about Israel. Um, and I said, mom, can we go there tomorrow? You know, how far is it? Can we go to Jerusalem? And I was five years old asking these questions and it's kind of hilarious now. It's a, uh, little sense of humor that God has. Um, but I really just grew up interested in it. And I went to Bible college uh, right after high school, obviously. 
And I started working for a small TV ministry that focused on the Jewish roots of Christianity. I was literally thumbing through the classifieds back in the day, you know, back in my day. Hopefully I'm not that that old, but uh, actually you did look at classifieds in the actual paper newspaper um, and you'd find jobs that way. And so I did. And sure enough, there was a, a job that said um, small Christian ministry uh, shipping manager, something like that. So I called sure enough, it was this ministry that my mom, I, I was raised watching it. She watched this, this TV show. And so I started working there and they took trips to Israel, uh, like tours over to Israel. And my wife and I were blessed enough to be able to join on one of those trips and sort of help out on the trip, help out on the bus, do whatever we needed to do and go to Israel for the first time in 2005. And that was really just our first and my first exposure to Israel itself. Obviously, I had an interest in it growing up, but uh, but actually going there, it changed my life. It changed the way I read my Bible. It changed the way that I related to God, the way I prayed, the way I saw the modern state of Israel and saw that there were actually real people there that live there today of all different types of people that live there today. And not just, you know, the people that we read, you know, sort of the, the stories of the Bible were obviously a very important part of the history but realizing that people live there today was really foundational when I went on my first trip, it changed my life. I went back multiple times. Um, I ultimately ended up going on staff at my church as a worship and missions pastor. And uh, I was able to bring congregational trips from our church over to Israel and went about eight times total before finally my wife and I felt, you know, we're called to, to move to Israel. We did some volunteer work there worked with a, a local ministry there. Um, it was actually an international ministry uh, that, was, that was based in Jerusalem. Um, but, uh, but I ultimately ended up getting uh, uh, a job, sort of a day job, I guess you could say, with a tour company. And as you mentioned in the bio, I was able to really introduce even more people to Israel, more Christians to Israel. And that was, that was a lot of fun. I got to know sort of the travel business and the tour industry. Of course, that's helped me today, uh, leading passages uh, as we take thousands of young people a year over to Israel. And, and uh, it's amazing all the ingredients that sort of stack up throughout my history. And I know this is a lot of people, other people's story, too, that you just, you know, I think God puts things in place and, and you, you end up doing things that end up being very vital ingredients for what your, your call is and what your destiny is. And little did I know later that, you know, I'd moved back to the U.S., I've worked for APAC, which is an Israel-focused organization, um, focuses a, a little more on politics, which was something I was interested in, just a little hobby for me. But I uh, was able to blend that with my knowledge of Israel. Um, obviously, as, as a former pastor, a Christian leader, I was, I was able to, <coughs> excuse me, really uh, relate to other Christian leaders. So I, I, I worked for APAC for a few years until this opportunity came along to work for Passages. Um, at the time, there was a group of donors and a group of our, our founding board members that had come together and said, we want to start this program to take Christian college with leadership, students with leadership potential to Israel and really create a community afterwards when they get back. And so that's that was very exciting for me. I always when I lived there, I'd always see that, you know, the Christians coming to Israel would be older Christians. It just wasn't economically feasible or there maybe just wasn't interest. 
uh, amongst the younger Christian generation to come over to the, to the Holy Land, the place where their faith was born. And I always knew that there needed to be some sort of mechanism to get the next generation, my generation and those younger than me, over to Israel. Um, because obviously it's a very important place for our faith. It's obviously an important place in the Middle East today. It's an important place in the world to be able to understand the world today in the Middle East. So, um, so I came on board with Passages in late 2015, and that was, um, that was an incredible, incredible opportunity. And we haven't looked back since. We've taken over 7,000 students since then. It's amazing. So that's, that's what a lot of this happened in the last, you said your first trip was in 2005. So in, in 14 years, a lot of things yeah. have happened. You've had a lot of experience. Yeah. What are, what are some of the most important things that you think you've learned along the way? Well, I think, you know, it's different for everyone, but I think there are some things I've been able to pinpoint that brought me to sort of this place that, 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 I'm, that I'm in today. Um, yeah, I think there are just some very key, um, I would say, lessons that I've learned. I think the first one is really just trusting God. Um, the second is really, I think, paying your price, sort of paying your dues and doing what you have to do. Uh, and then I'd say, you know, saying yes to opportunities that you feel line up with what God has for your life. Sure. So let's unpack each of those yeah. in more detail. We'll go through them one by one. But how exactly did you learn the importance of, of trusting God and what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's always a journey for all of us, right? We all have to learn how to trust God. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing that I think we have to do until we, the day we die. And we always have to really, um, I think... Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a learning process and it's a, uh, an ongoing process, but it's really foundational. I think for people who want to be leaders, for people in any, in any sphere of society, any kind of career path to learn how to be a leader, to, to, to fulfill your calling, your destiny, you really do have to trust God. And then really that comes out of, uh, Proverbs three, five through seven. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. And so uh, I really think trusting in the Lord with all your heart, what does that mean? I think it, it just means really believing God for your future, believing that he knows that he's made you for a purpose and that he's given interests and desires to you for a reason. And so if you have something that you're really interested in, something you're passionate at, maybe something you're really good at. Uh, maybe there's two or three things. You know, you press into those things and believe that God put those in you for a reason. And you trust him that he will ultimately have the best in mind for you. It says, for I know the plans I have for you and they're good, right? Um, and, and those plans are good that he has for us. And we have to trust that. We have to really believe that there's amazing things in store for our futures. And that also, the our interests, our things we're good at, things that, that really stir our passion, that he's put those in us and we have to pursue those things. So I'd say, you know, really trusting him is, is, is really foundational and it's key and believing that he has good things for us. What's an example throughout your career where you found it maybe difficult to trust and had to kind of learn again yeah. how to trust God? Yeah, look, I think it, it, uh, there was one time I was at, I was at a, a job before this one mm -hmm. and I, I, I was doing pretty good at it. I was in it for a couple of years and there was an opportunity for a promotion and, 
to, to be sort of the national director, you know, level promotion. I was still decently young. Um, and I, I like to think I'm still pretty young, uh, but <laughs> you're young, Scott. Don't oh, thank you, Josiah. That helps. That helps. Some days I just don't know. Uh, but, but really, uh, it was, it was, I really believed God for that, for, for this promotion. I was like, you've got something really good for me. And I just went on a limb and I went after this promotion, just thinking in, in, and feeling like I would get it when I didn't, I was like, okay, what's up? Like, I did this. I trusted you, God. Um, and I really felt like this was what was next. It was only a few weeks later, I'd say maybe a month at the most, that this opportunity to work for Passages came up. And and now I'm so glad I didn't get that promotion. You know, it was uh, because God had something else in store. But I really actually don't regret believing God for that promotion. I, 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 I had to learn that, you know what, it's okay. Get your hopes up for something. But when, if it doesn't work out, know that, hey, you know, my father in heaven has a plan for me and it just, it's, this is just not it. Because a lot of times, as long as you're doing a few other things, which we'll talk about here, I think, uh, in, in partnership with God, you're working hard, you're doing these other things and you're trusting him, the, the, the right thing for you and, and the right path for you is going to come along. So I'd say that's a decent example. Thank you. So it's a great example. Thank you for being open with that story. The, the second thing you said was that it's important to be willing to pay your price. Yeah. And you kind of went into this a little bit and explained what that means. Yeah. But I'm just so the listeners understand you don't mean by that that you can necessarily <laughs> buy your way to success so that you can just kind of pick out yeah. your dream job and pay for it. But what do you what do you mean by that? By paying your price? I think it's, you know, a lot of people call it paying your dues, right? Yeah. Uh, I, look, we all have to pay our price. There's a price that we have to pay uh, to to get to the places where we dream about. Our dreams aren't always. Sometimes maybe they do, and you're just lucky and blessed, or something like that, and and you just do what you want, and you're, you know, you're having the influence that you want uh, right away, or you're, you know, you have financial goals that you're meeting right out of college. I think that's pretty rare where where you're doing that. All of us usually have to start somewhere, uh, and we have to we have to pay our price to be able to get to those places where we feel like we're fulfilling God's call for our life, where we're providing for our families, providing for our future, those types of things, and really doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, but there's always a price to pay. You know, that can, that can mean, you know, going to grad school. Maybe it, for some people it's going to grad school, working another two, three, sometimes four years if you're doing like law school or med school or you're getting your PhD or whatever it is. Maybe that's your path. Um, Maybe you have to start out at an entry-level job and, you know, you barely have enough money to pay rent uh, or, you know, utilities or groceries, much less any kind of luxuries, right? Uh, but there's a price to pay. You have to start somewhere. Uh, maybe it's volunteering and spending time volunteering in an organization. <coughs> Passages. Uh, you know, uh, we could always use more, more help. Um, maybe, you know, it's a non-glamorous job where you're just – you. you Maybe it's in the field where you're supposed to be going, um, but really it's starting somewhere. And, you know, it's really, it's all about, I think it's serving. It's, it's, it's about having a hard attitude of, of, of being able to serve, going above and beyond because you want to make that organization successful. And not necessarily because you're looking to climb a ladder. Uh, although if you work hard enough, you're going to be successful. Uh, you trust God enough, you're going to be successful. Um, 
but really it's 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 having a servant sort of mentality where you want an an organization that you believe in or a cause that you believe in to succeed and you have a you know you share the vision of that of that organization is to serve and go above and beyond and do everything that you can do uh, to uh, to do your job the best you possibly can and do things outside of your job description do things that maybe your boss isn't expecting you to do you know but you're doing it because you care about the vision the organization those types of things those are that that's sort of what i mean by paying your price everyone and i really don't think you ever stop paying your price like i certainly still do you know we all i think until maybe we're you know old and grouchy or something like that we're you know well beyond retirement and we're um we're ready to call it quits uh you know maybe at that point you can sit back and say you know what i'm done i'm good you know uh but but really until then i think we all have a price to pay uh, because there's always more that God wants for our lives. There's always more that we have the potential and the capacity inside of our being to do. And so we're always going to end up paying that price. So if you have that mentality of continuing to pay the price, continue to pay your dues, um, sometimes it means non-glamorous things, but you do it. You do it. And I think that's a really important ingredient on, on top of really trusting and believing God for your future he gave you arms and legs for a reason, you know, uh, while he certainly will give you really, I think, you know, miracles and, and you know, of, uh, provision for jobs and things like that. He's he's certainly expecting you to, to do your part and work. So it sounds like what you're describing is really two things. One, a servant's heart. Yeah. And two, a strong work ethic and willing to, to get dirty and do the hard work. Yeah. Resiliency, determination. And that, if you've been to Israel, these are all things that you see whenever you go to Israel. It's the Israeli spirit. It's also the American spirit, too. It's sort of, you know, this uh, th- those are the shared values that we have with Israel. Right. It's 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 a resiliency in the face of opposition. It's determination whenever whenever a, a startup fails, you know, a guy, a, a lady or a, a guy starting a startup, you know, they they um, you know, they have an idea. It fails. The thing about them is they get back up and they do it again. That's the key is sort of this both Israeli and American spirit that we can't lose sight of. We have to have that resiliency. We have to have that determination and we just have to keep going. We have to keep working hard. It's, it's ethic. Ethic is important, you know, work ethic um, and just not losing sight of that. Sure. The last lesson that you described having learned yourself is the importance of saying yes specifically yeah. to opportunities. So can you give us some examples in terms of what it is we should be saying yes to? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I'm not, you know, saying that you should go burn yourself out and all of that kind of stuff, or that you should do more than you're ever humanly supposed to, uh, or say yes to every opportunity, because certainly that's not, that's not the right, you know, you'll, 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 you'll end up dead in a few years, uh, or at least mentally dead. And, mm-hmm. um, maybe spiritually dead too. Uh, but what I say is, I say yes more than you say no. What, what I mean by that is, is there an opportunity that really lines up with your dreams, your career path, your God-given interests? If there is an opportunity that lines up with those things, maybe there's a few opportunities, especially at this point where you're in college or just out of college, you're at the point where you can say yes and you have the time to say yes. Maybe you haven't started a family yet. Maybe you have, uh, but maybe there's still time while you have 
just you and your spouse or maybe one child or something like that. Maybe there's still time to say yes to a few opportunities that will set you up really for your future and set you up for opportunities that you wouldn't have had unless you said yes to those opportunities. I mean, uh, I mean, I think take you, for example, Josiah, I'm turning the interviewee or I'm turning it around here. Uh, but you said yes a few years ago, two, three years ago to coming on a passages trip. Then you said yes to being a fellow and then you were a senior fellow and I don't know, maybe you did like the super duper duper fellow or something. I don't know. I, uh, That's what the guides like yeah, to call they, it. Yeah. They like to call you the super duper fellow, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but you, but you said yes several times. And, and what did that lead you to that led you to come here as a part of our professional staff, our professional team to really lead a whole sector of what we're doing here at passages. And who knows what God's going to do in your life in the future, whether it passages or beyond as you say, yes. And I think that's just an example, um, you know, of, of how we can, can really figure out sort of what our dreams are, what generally we think we might be interested in, what we're good at, say yes to those opportunities um, and do it while you're young. Uh, and that's the best way to do it is, you know, for us, for my wife and I, it was, we were married, but we didn't have kids for a while. We said yes to move to Israel. Uh, we moved there and it opened up all the opportunities. And we lived there. I worked for a tour company, said yes to that, um, moved back, pursued uh, this other job that I had with, with APAC. Then, and then, you know, when the passages opportunity came around, I had to pinch myself and say, can I really actually be the executive director of an organization? I mean, I barely managed like a few people in my life. Um, but all those opportunities that I said yes to set me up to take this, uh, to take this, responsibility and it's working out. So it's good. You said something really interesting just now about having pursued the job at APAC. So how yeah. much of saying yes is on the individual and how much of a responsibility is there to take initiative and actually pursue opportunities? Yeah, I think, I think there's sometimes you'll have opportunities drop in your lap and you can say, thank you, Jesus. And that's a good thing. And, and, and if, if it's the right move, you should take it. Uh, but a lot of times you will have to pursue things uh, I think there's, you know, just like uh, I'm a dad to two girls, I want them to pursue things. I want to bless them and I want to give them things that will enrich their life and set them up for success. But I also want them to have initiative and I want them to take initiative to better themselves, um, to, you know, better sort of their relationship with God, to better their careers, you know, to take the right steps in relationships. Uh in school, education, those types of things. I want them to take the initiative. I don't want to have to be the one drumming down their door or always having to drop freebies in their lap. Uh, I think maybe if I understand God correctly and I've, you know, um, I've been a believer for a while. And from what I understand is God is a father. He's, he does bless us and he does give us amazing things, but he also wants us to pursue because he gave, he put in all of us, this innate desire to succeed, this innate desire to create, to sort of, you know, make this world a better place. It's actually a sort of a Jewish thought, you know, making the world a better place. It's, it's a Christian thought as well, obviously, when we talk about the kingdom and God's kingdom, you know, and displaying his kingdom and his love on earth, it's making the world a better place. So we put a, he put within us this innate, I think, desire to, to create and to, to thrive and to help other people thrive. And so I, um, I think that, that there is a lot to having initiative and to pursuing opportunities that you feel uh, are 
are, you know, could be key to your calling, your success, your destiny, and what God made you to do. Sure. Thank you, Scott. Those are some, some wise words. Appreciate it. You have a lot of experience. You might still be young, but you do have a lot of experience for a young man, so we appreciate your, your wisdom. Well, as we say in Texas, or where I'm from, you know, it ain't my first rodeo, and it's certainly not going to be my last, so. <laughs> there you go. It's good. Do you have any final thoughts or tips yeah. you'd like to share with us? Yeah, look, I, th- I think I just, you know, really, uh, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, we at Passages are passionate about helping equip you really to be all the leader that you can be, uh, to, to be walking in your destiny, to do the things you were made to do. And if we can play a small part or maybe even a big part in that, we want to walk alongside you, help provide those opportunities and help equip you. And, and, and uh, that's really what we want to do. To learn more about how to get involved, visit passagesisrael.org backslash pulse. From Passages, I'm Rachel Powell. Thank you for listening.